Hello, welcome to Shades and Layers. I'm your host, Kukwana Skosana Ritchie, and this is episode two of season four on intersections, beauty, wellness, and health. Today, my guest is Eden Gilliam, the founder of the award-winning luxury skincare brand Eve Milan, New York. Eden is an esthetician who has also studied skin nutrition. During the past 10 years of helping clients reach their skincare goals, she also wanted to offer them luxury products with no toxins or harmful ingredients. She also coined the phrase, wear makeup because you want to, not because you have to. In 2021, one of the products in her range won Best in Beauty Award from a women's fashion magazine, and she's been growing from strength to strength since then. Our conversation centers around the work that she's been doing to establish and grow her brand. We explore some industry trends and the importance of being realistic and patient while building a legacy. It took all of three attempts to finally get a sit down. First, it was time zones and then scheduling that would accommodate both our childcare needs. And as you will hear, Eden has had many personal challenges during the past few months. So I was glad to finally connect with her and I hope you will enjoy our conversation. First up, here she is on how she views the work that she does. So um, I'm an esthetician by trade. Um, I was licensed... Um when I was 19, <laughs> so for a, a, a while now. Um, and so basically, um, I handle a lot of like skincare needs across the board, men, women, children, but everything from like facials to back treatments to full body mm. scrub, things like that. Um, that's your chemical peels and micro needling or micro channeling. Mm. It's your... Um, hydro facials and microcurrent, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. And for me personally, uh, one thing that came about um, in my practice was just asking like, what do you hope to accomplish or what are your goals? And, you know, most people would say, I want to be able to go out and not have to wear makeup. Right. So the tag name, wear makeup because you want to, not because you have to. So I feel like I'm kind of like a personal trainer for skin, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Help people reach their skin fitness goals, um, giving them, you know, solutions turn internally and topically. Um, I studied skin nutrition in London. Um, and um, I incorporate that into how I approach um, people's skincare needs and concerns. Mm-hmm. Skin nutrition. Mm-hmm. So what should we be feeding our skins? Yeah, I think I think it's it's um, a combination of what we shouldn't be and what we should be. Um, mm-hmm. More or less, one of the biggest uh, things that I see that does damage to the skin from the internal wise is a lot of sugar consumption mm-hmm. and sugars and a lot of stuff. So, you know, you get, you know, you have your rice eaters and people who love the pastas mm-hmm. and we're just like sugars and sweets, you know, um, that does a lot of damage to the skin and prevents the skin from like healing and repairing and contributes to like breakdown of collagen and like aging. Mm. That's one of the big things. Um, And then the way that just stress affects the body and how it shows in the skin. Um, So as an African-American woman and like dealing with primarily African-Americans in my practice, I see how stress wreaks havoc on their skin. Mm. And so, you know, that's something that we discuss and like how to like lower uh, your cortisone levels through like uh, 
adding vitamin D into like your supplement routine, right. like what you should be taking um, consistently, what we should be eating or not eating. Um, so more or less, I, I, I'm a huge fan of magnesium internally and topically. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of zinc um, internally and topically. Um, vitamin C is amazing internally and topically. And then um, I see a, a really great deal of uh, progress incorporating herbs and roots, like right. as far as and stuff like that. Um, so those are things that I discuss with my client. So Eden, you've got a range of products that you have formulated and uh, they contribute to our skin nutrition. Can you talk about what's in your range? So the products, uh, initially the line started out with a sheet mask and that's what we won best in beauty for. Um, Not the one originally launched, but a sheet mask. Um, Because for me, um, I love something that I can uh, use that I can just chill out and relax while getting pampered. So a sheet mask is like that thing. Mm. We're launching our first like hydrator moisturizer this year. Um, but the way that the products is set up is that every item is numbered from one to five. So every cleanser starts with a number one, your toners have a two on it, your exfoliants have a three and so on and so forth. So when you take your items home, you know, I use this first, I use this second, I use this third. And then each product has a sun and or a moon on it. So, you know, I use this during the day or I use this at night because one thing um, when you're building out a routine or when you're giving someone products to use, a lot of people say, yeah, I get it. I get it. And then when they get home, it's like, okay, <laughs> what, again, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, you know, as like a skin professional, I wanted to go the further step to make sure that people are successful at home. So the numbers are there and the icons to kind of like guide you through. Um, so we have cleansers, we have toners. Um, that have been featured in different articles and things like that, which are great. Um, exfoliants, which we're, we'll be expanding on, um, and serums this year, and then launching a hydrator um, sometime early spring. What was the process of mapping out uh, your product line? So initially, that wasn't what was there. And I think the more that I'm in business and the more that I kind of talk to people, the more I've um, able to fine tune, if you will, like the line. And I feel like it's still not all the way where it, where it will be soon. Um, mm-hmm. because one of the goals too is, um, I think that when you're starting out and you're creating anything, you have to really know who your audience is and what their pain points are. Right. Um, and know that it's not necessary for you to be all things to all people, mm-hmm. social media, um, can be very intimidating when you're saying, okay, this person's this and this person's vegan and this person's cruelty free. And they're, you know, mm. trying to check all these boxes. Um, and you have to make sure that you understand like what your core um, objective is and move on that. Um, so that's not a fine tuning that I had in the beginning, but now I definitely will say that my core um about the products is definitely healthy. We, we know that the things that are given to top, uh, Black women are, are oftentimes very toxic. So just creating something that would be healthy for my daughter, my mother, my aunts, my friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure the line is clean. So there's no parabens and sulfates and artificial color or fragrance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, 
having healthy, a healthy skin barrier is at the top of my list because that um, coincides with post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation or discoloration, which is a huge pain point. Mm. But if you're not hydrated and healthy, then you have inflammation that leads to hyperpigmentation. Yeah. So what other problems were you trying to solve specifically for your African-American um, clientele? So definitely um, a key point of the brand is to be educational um, and informative. So, you know, um, you know, the when to use the products, how to use them and why you should be using them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's how the number system came about. Um, and in the coming weeks, I definitely want to move my feet along on a series for like skin 101, because, um, when you're a skincare professional, I guess you uh, oftentimes, um, think that people know certain things because you've been in it so long. And then you realize that people really don't know. And a lot of times knowing the why you should be doing something really helps drive home that consistency um, and helping people achieve their goals. So I'm going to be launching um, or completing Mm -hmm. a series that's just answering people's top skincare questions. Mm. And I mean, there's so much out there on the market. It's pretty confusing as to what will work for me and, you know, how do I know uh, what to put mm-hmm. on my skin? Right, exactly. So you're still seeing clients and I take it that, you know, you get a lot of inspiration from them. So in the past years, uh, since you started uh, Eve Milan, you know, how have you seen skin problems uh, changed and how has that influenced the uh, trajectory of your business? Very interesting. Um, so, so you see people who think that they know what their skin needs. So they come in like, okay, well, I've been using this or this is the treatment that I want. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is totally wrong. You know, like their, their skin is very inflamed and maybe they've been using like a retinol that's not right for their skin. And, mm-hmm. you know, their skin is in like panic mode and then they want a chemical peel on top of the inflamed, you know, skin, you know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like that's something that you see a lot like people kind of wanting to kind of rush the process or oh I saw this on it on TikTok or <laughs> I saw this on YouTube and well I you know and it's kind of like but it doesn't work that way and I think as a professional like you have to set boundaries and and understand expectations mm-hmm. and manage them and sometimes like you know I don't think that as a professional I'm a good match for you because your expectations are unrealistic um or dealing with someone who maybe is not going to follow aftercare instructions or and that'll cause a problem so it's more or less like dealing with like the microwave generation of everybody wanting like the quick fix yeah, something yeah. fast and knowing how to navigate through those waters so you make sure that you know, you're maintaining um, safety and and everything else. This is Shades and Layers, and my guest today is Eden Gilliam, founder of the award-winning skincare brand Eve Milan New York. So while we were all under lockdown during 2020 and 21, a lot of celebrities started toying with this within the self-care space, and we saw an increase in the number of skincare brands hitting the shelves. For me, this signaled that, first of all, it's just an easy thing to do to launch a skincare brand. And secondly, smaller players are going to have a tough time of it, given the marketing muscle behind celebrities in general. So up next, we find out what Eden makes of this new development in the industry and how she plans on navigating this new landscape. 
And, you know, during the past two years, a lot of skin brands have been launched. A lot of celebrities have launched skin brands, let me mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you know, what makes you stand out? Well, I'm a skin professional first. Um, and so I think a lot of celebrities are jumping on like easy type of products to launch because there's no shows, there's no concerts, there's no, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, mm-hmm. how are we going to make money? Let's say uh, olive oil, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and so it, it, they put out products, but they leave the gap of education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know a celebrity skincare line that has had longevity. So I think that uh, where I stand out is I actually care about my customers. This is what I do for a living. Um, I want people to be educated and feel confident and know why. Um, Ethically, you know, I Mm -hmm, want mm -hmm. to source great ingredients and, and things like that and really put great things out into the community for black and brown women and women and people as a whole. But my focal point of course is black women mm-hmm. um, and have longevity in the space, not just here, here today and gone tomorrow. So yeah. that even if you decide that, you know, you want to use a different product line or whatever, you have the education that you've learned to know what is right and healthy for your skin and not just going based on fads and trends and quick fixes. Mm. Um, so I hope that, you know, we stand out in that way of, of uh, right. It's a full service. Yeah. 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 And, you know, that with all these uh, brands launching, it gives me the impression that it's quite easy to launch a skin brand. Why don't you talk about your journey? Oh, it hasn't been easy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, my, I, I, to be honest, when I put out products, I never, I didn't put out products. I put out products like for my clients, like, you know, what is something cool that I want to, you know, put out you know, for my clients to use or in a way to kind of, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. So to kind of balance my time from getting, being more successful, not being as hands on. And even though at some point I'm able to spend more time with my children, I, it's so much more hands on, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 path is isn't easy. I think it's a lot of brain work and kind of knowing where you want to go and then working back from there, as I stated earlier. But you have to do a lot. It's like you know, packaging is very important, and it's something that I um, take seriously. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like certain ingredients oxidize when they're exposed to air. And so you have to pick like a specific pump or jar or not a jar because you don't want it exposed to air. If you are uh, particular about not having parabens or certain preservatives in your product, then you don't want somebody constantly sticking their fingers in it, introducing new bacteria. So it's a lot of um, thought process that needs to go into things like what is the life life style of your client you know should it be packaged in glass does it need to be packaged in plastic because you work with on the go uh, Mm -hmm. women Mm -hmm. or men Um, so it's more of like the deep thinking that needs to go into or behind a brand for it to be successful Um, 
one key piece uh, is I would definitely say my graphic designer, we did a ton of brainstorming and she went through a lot of like brand development. So like colors and what colors did I have in mind and what do colors portray and and what feelings do colors evoke with customers? Mm -hmm. Should it be this Mm -hmm. color, this hue, what, you know, you know, like, you know, so it's like color theory we went through. um, And that's how we settled on kind of like the soft blue and then, you know, the accent colors with that to use. And I like textures and, Mm -hmm. you know, so that was like a big um, component of of building the brand. Mm -hmm. And then as far as ingredient knowledge and stuff, I did that on my own, just being in the industry and like researching and knowing ingredients and what works well and what I see on my clients and African-American skin in particular and the need for um, proper exfoliation and proper hydration into the skin are kind of the two main things. And so that's what the the brand definitely is going to move towards focusing on. And then three-step systems, because one thing is that we, we do live in like a microwave generation and attention spans are short. So most people don't have time for a 10 step routine. Mm. So we're going to focus in on like, because I believe that there's no skincare concern that you can't target in three steps. So oh, more really? three steps. Okay. Um, yeah. You don't need a whole bunch of uh, things, you know, this, that, that, this, you know, no. <laughs> yeah, four, it looks all intimidating. Yes, yes. And then people like, how long do you keep up with that? If you mm. have a million steps that you need to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so developing the line is not easy, but it does take a certain level of eyes on the brand to be successful. So I think the reason why celebrities lean towards that is because they already have a fan base or customer base that trusts them for anything. If they say the sky is purple, you know, (laughs) Um, so it makes it seem like it's easy. But then like a lot of these lines, they come and they go, you know, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. not easy, but it's definitely it's definitely worth it. So for you, what's been the most challenging part of this journey? Um, It takes a lot of, it takes money. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to have like big faith and big balls, like to put it out there. (laughs) Sure. um, Yeah. And so one thing I'm being like, I don't like to say a small brand, being a growing brand, you have to be very particular about where you're putting funds and finances. And it takes a a lot of money to create uh, things and like, you know, have the inventory, the labels, you know, the packaging, you know, the ingredients. And then there's also money that you have to put into marketing. And because like everyone's an influencer these days, like you run into (laughs) things where a post is $3,000, a video is $5,000. It's like, what? (laughs) So, so, so navigating through, through that is, 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 um, has been, I'd say the most challenging part. Um, Mm. and I guess just balancing because I feel like, like there's business classes and all these things, but no one teaches you business. Like you have to do business, you know? And so I think that even the back end stuff, um, I'm still, learning mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. i'm still growing at and and i'm ha- i'm happy that i'm in, in in it for the long run so i you know can continue to grow as an entrepreneur and and as a beauty professional um but having a skincare line is so much more than just the formulas 
it's like the business behind it too that kind of makes the difference. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I'm I'm ever growing and and working at. And did you think you would be where you are today when you look back, even let's say three five years ago? That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, part of me says yes and no. Part of me would be like, I would think I'd be further. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, So that's 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 great ambition, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. Like I was very ambitious. Like, yeah, I should be a multimillionaire by, you know, Um, very ambitious. Um, But, you know, what I what I what I can appreciate um, is that I, I think that I'm I'm learning to definitely appreciate the journey. And I'm learning the uh, tenacity that it comes with and like just building the muscle character wise, integrity wise, appreciating, you know, when new when there are new customers, appreciating people who have been with the brand since the beginning, appreciating the, re- the recommendations and referrals, like because it's has taken a lot to build. It's not something that just flew up overnight. Yeah. So I think my appreciation for my customers and and is different, you know, and I think that it has helped with my approach to customer service because I think with the pandemic and things that have happened, there have been a lot of hiccups, um, like, you know, maybe a delayed order or something right, sitting right. in the queue and, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it's been, and, you know, in the way that I approach things has been, um, has been different and I've learned so much because I've had to sometimes be the graphic designer. I've had to sometimes be the person doing coding on the website um, for something, you know, and because I've had to do those things, I think um, I, I can't be easily taken advantage of because Mm -hmm. you can't tell Mm -hmm. me, Oh, this job costs, you know? So I think I am appreciating the journey. And the skills that I've inquired thus far, like I can actually take them and and do so so many other things too. So, um, and you can appreciate the people who provide your services, right? Because you know what yes, it takes absolutely. for them to do their job. Yeah. yeah. So even though I, I the 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 award winning skincare line definitely came out of left field, um, <laughs> for sure, I was standing at the register at Staples getting like uh supplies for my three-year-old and I'm like get an email and I'm reading and I'm like what and everybody's behind (laughs) (laughs) okay I'll take the crayons these crayons too like are you okay what a moment we want a lot like you know so um so uh yeah, you know, that that's something that wasn't on my radar, but you know, God knows and he sees and mm. I just want to keep on keep on going. Yeah. Keep on going. On the other side, what's been the most fulfilling thing about being your own boss? Just the time and freedom, to be honest. Like this past year has been like one of the hardest years of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like hard um i had both of my parents in huge medical issues back to back like one got out of the hospital one went in the hospital and Mm. i was sitting in the er for seven hours yesterday and if i wasn't an entrepreneur and had 
that time, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so one thing that that going into this year that I, I've been like mindful and prayerful about is is not so much asking for more things, but um, being a good steward over the things that God has already right. given me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the people too. Mm-hmm. And so being able to be there for my parents in the capacity that I have been able to, um, whether it be to, you know, pay for things for them uh, mm-hmm. quickly, mm-hmm. you know, move a bedroom or have something, you know, to take care of them or to be able to have the time to yeah. take, you know, to do all the things that I, I've been able to do has been the most fulfilling part when I look back, even though it's been really, really rough. It's actually a blessing that I'm I'm able to do it. You know, mm-hmm. so that that has been one of the most fulfilling things to say that even though these past couple of months have been feeling horrendous, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm able, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. able and, and that's all right. That's amazing. That's, that's all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Shades and Layers. And if you like what you've heard so far, I encourage you to spread the love and share the episode with friends and others you think might benefit from the information in this episode. You can also visit the show notes for links to all the resources we've mentioned so far. It's now time to find out a little bit more about our guest, Eden Gilliam, where and how she grew up. In the next part of the conversation, we also discuss how her childhood influenced her career choice, ideas for a memoir, what makes her so resilient, and what she sees for herself in the coming years. Oh, top three memories. Um, My dad always um, makes this story about how I was in school and um, I got in trouble for selling candy and all the kids had candy. And uh, my parents, like the principal called and wanted to have a meeting because like I was selling candy to all the kids. Um, (laughs) And so he he always brings that up and i'm just like i was always an entrepreneur exactly like enterprising you know and <laughs> yes and so my my um parents would take us on like vacations mm-hmm. in the summer and i wanted to help so i would like sell candy to like get the money for the my plane ticket or like my Whoa. spending money <laughs> and so he always talks about that but it's just like i was always an entrepreneur yeah. and then this other time um my mom uh used to sew and she would make like couch covers and pillows and she taught us how to sew too so i, I i'm pretty handy when it comes to like sewing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and she had went to this ex- really expensive uh fabric store and got like fabric to make like um a couch cover because she wanted to change it and it was sitting for a long time and she wasn't using it so I cut it up and I wrapped it around these poles in the basement because I was building a hair salon so my friends could come over and I could do their hair and in the basement and it was like nice and because the poles were ugly so I said oh I'm gonna use the fabric and she was furious like her expensive fabric and she's like you wrapped it around the, the pole and and um so when my parents tell these stories all the time I laugh at them and you know she never made the couch cover or anything ever again so I said it went to good use and I said and I you know stayed in the same kind of 
stratosphere in business and entrepreneurship and making people feel confident and beautiful. Um, and so I, I just feel like, you know, I had it nailed since I was younger. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. And, you know, those were just the, the things that I were doing that was preparing me for now. Um, so I guess one of these days I'll replace my mom's fabric and, and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, but though I think those would definitely be things that stand out. Mm. Um, and outside of your family, who were the influential figures in your young life? Um, well, my daughters, mm-hmm. uh, their family, of course, but definitely for sure. I, I started Eve Milan because um, I remember just looking down at this little baby face like what am I gonna do (laughs) how am I gonna take care of you and she was looking back up at me and I was looking at her and she was looking at me (laughs) and I'm like oh my goodness 19 and um I started working on my business plan I had just finished aesthetics uh, school I started working on that plan and um the business name went through a few changes uh, over the years interestingly enough but Eve Milan is actually a combination of myself and my daughter's name combined her middle name is Milan so I feel like um she definitely put the fire under me to like make something of myself because I, I want to have a strong legacy um for for her there's two of them now but for the Mm -hmm. girls Mm -hmm. um so definitely you know becoming a mom and being her mom was amazing and she's the one that's still packing orders sometimes and nice doing stuff with me and she's definitely been a key part of this journey Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. oh they'll definitely focus you those little people (laughs) oh yes oh yes (laughs) <laughs> drive you forward and drive you crazy so yeah so you're based out of new york is that where you grew up or did you move i from did i did i i i grew up in in um in westchester white plains new york Nine in particular um and i mean i always have things of like oh i would like to live here and it'd be great to live there and, <laughs> you know um so I'm, I'm here for now and um, I don't know where I'll be in the future, but I always hope to be like an esthetician that's known in a way that I could go anywhere mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and uh, be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I guess I'm still working on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm from um, New York. Great. How do you define success? Um, I define success as living a life on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, intentionally living a life that is pleasing to God, because all things that you do are not all things that you see, especially social media days that are look fancy and fabulous and this and that doesn't mean that you're in right standing with God. And Mm -hmm. I feel that my, um, my relationship and what walk with God is very important to me. Mm-hmm. So to gain the whole world and lose my soul would be a failure. So um, mm-hmm. that's not success. And just having freedom um, and 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 time to be effective and love the people that are around you. Um, that's success for me. Mm. Then being able to take care of my family and my girls and and give them better and more than what I had. You know. Yeah. Yeah, great. And if you had to write a memoir today, what would it be called and why? Ooh, 
I've never been asked this question before. <laughs> if I had to write a memoir today, um, I, I always uh, have this thought in my mind, like Dear Savannah, which is who, which is my first daughter's name. Oh. And I kind of feel like I want to write, like writing a letter to my younger self is writing a letter to her mm-hmm. and just using my life story as more of like um, a guide for how right. to navigate through life and situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I have Dear Savannah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Letter to my daughter type of thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. So if I call you back in five years' time, what do you imagine you'll be doing and where will Eve Milan be? Um, I would like to be in a major retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have expanded my skincare studio, like expanded my location. Mm-hmm. And I would like to have something attached to my name that's more like um, charity based. Like I want to do more uh, for people that are in need. And there's been certain things that have been on my heart, like in my mind to do that I haven't quite moved on just yet, but I want to do more, a lot more like philanthropy. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm close to your be, heart. Um, giving, giving items for women uh, like the most under donated items so like your pads your your feminine care products and mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. socks and like the things that people don't think about because they don't think about women's health and and well-being as much as they should mm-hmm. um so that's something that I kind of want to um help bridge the gap on um and I think that in 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 coming time like it, it's something again that'll be more fine-tuned like where um, I, I would be most impactful in that mm, space. Mm-hmm. But even when it comes to like feeding people, like I love to cook. And when people ask me like what made me go into to aesthetics, mm-hmm. I always say because I like to cook. And the correlation is more of like finding a recipe for success, like for someone's skin or a concern yep. and Mm-hmm. You know, so cooking is something that I do love to do. And it's one of my ways that I show love to people around me. Like I go all out like garnishing and rosemary nice. stems, and you know, so I would like to actually put on like over the top dinners for people who are, you know, in temporary housing or people who are homeless, people who are on the street. So it's mm-hmm. like they're getting a fine dining experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's for them. You know, um, not someone just, you know, giving them a bologna and cheese sandwich. And, right. You mm-hmm. know, that's not even something they eat, like, you know, or want to eat, you know. Sure. So just um, taking care of people um, in that capacity. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what's on my heart. Nice. Great. So if people want to find you and uh, sample your products or just, you know, learn a bit more about how to take care of their skin, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, my website is www.evemilanny.com. On Instagram, it's evemilan.ny. My personal Instagram is Miss Eden G, M S E D E N G. On TikTok, it's Miss Eden G. I am a person you can email, you can ask questions. I, I love to hear from people who contact me, it's it's really fulfilling. So reach out. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. 
And that's it from Shades and Layers this time around. Thank you for listening to the end of the episode. Do spread the love, share with friends and family. You can also stay in touch via Instagram and Facebook using the handle at Shades and Layers Podcast, one word. Until next time, please do take good care.